Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Last but not least, we have Josh Groudon, the founder of The King Consultant, located in Adelaide, but he has digital products for people that want to work with his products and learn his coaching philosophy all around the country or even international. So we'll talk about his website later on, but his topic tonight is going to be how you can increase your kicking distance. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for jumping on, mate. No worries, Jack. Thanks for having me on, mate. I will just preface, if you do want a footy, uh, precision footy or a Sharon footy, you can use the code TKC20 and get 20% off. Oh, we'll add that in the show notes, was it? T- TK. Tony it? Choco, does that, does that just, <laughs> that takes out your profit, does it? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm very happy if you, no. I don't get any kickbacks for that, but it, it, does, it is just a nice little discount that people can get. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, I, I agree. Yeah, that's, that's a wonderful thing. And hopefully... Uh, a lot of people take it up because I think Sharon have almost doubled their sales in this in the last year. And yeah, that's how, how they're going. Yeah. I used to, I mean, I was like, oh, like how, how good can these be? Is it you know, a bit of a gimmick? But no, I love them. So good for beginners. But then also guys who are good kicks, it really makes them focus because they want that spin to happen and get that right. So they're, they're so good. I use them for every kick. And you can kick torques with them. Good, good segue, mate. Top tips for, for kicking distance. We talked about angles before and, and the biomechanics yeah. of it, but do you want to go in a little bit more detail? What are, what are some of your favourite drills uh, for athletes yeah. that come to you? Yeah, well, this is all a lot that I learned as a punter and under Nathan, and then also had a really good tra- chat with Kevin Ball last year. Just got a massive fascination in the biomechanics and physics of it all. So it's all about, it's all about foot speed, how can we increase our foot speed, and then um, what we're doing at contact. So mainly foot speed, I kind of break it down into three categories. You've got your technique, you've got your strength and power, and then your mobility and flexibility. So I know one, I've read all of Kevin's studies and with our chat, like a two degree increase in your hip extension, ability to get your foot further back, added five meters to some of these AIS kids. And uh, so being able to get your foot further back in the backswing allows for more distance to accelerate in the forward swing so that's really important getting your hip nice and far back your foot nice and far back some people that happens naturally for me it wasn't natural had to kind of work on it through mobility and and strengthening on my glute and hamstring i was lucky kind of had a nice power in the forward swing so developing that with power exercises you know strengthening of your hip flexor the front the front of your body and then like so that's yeah that's kind of taking care of your mobility and your strength and power and then the technique, you know, there's lots of different things there with how how our plant foot is at contact, what's the contact height, what's the ball angle, you know, how much force are we imparting through the ball? Is it is it wasted, you know, by slicing off the ball? So those are the three categories, main areas of focus, and I hope I touched on them enough for people to kind of get a grasp. 100%. And then how often would, from a skill acquisition point of view, do you feel you need to be, is it time? Is it frequency? What's the best way to sort of put, add that into a kid's schedule, do you think? Yeah, I think like after a good warm-up, you can incorporate, you know, going for long distance kicks, but really a really good drill that they can do straight away and which I encourage in any warm-up is the no-step kick. So being able to not utilize momentum, it's purely strength in your hamstring and glutes to get your foot back 
and then um, come through powerfully. You're not reliant. You can't, you know, use momentum. So that's a really good drill, not only for your distance, but just to get more penetration on your kick for those low punch kicks. Then you go, you try and kick as far as you can with that. Then you progress to the one-step kick, showing that you can develop enough momentum off just a couple of steps, um, off just one step. And then, yeah, and then we also want to be able to do it under fatigue. So at the end of training, why not have a few cracks from outside 50 playing around different things? And then, yeah, talking about goal kicking, how mm-hmm. does it differ when you're, when you're focusing not purely on distance but actually precision as well when you're kicking for 50-metre goals or, or for junior athletes where they're at, at their sort of threshold? Yeah, so I kind of, I'm a big believer in that there's almost like three areas for a goal kicking. You've got your in-close where your technique is really simplified, you know, you're kicking off a couple of steps. You've got your mid-range, which occur a lot. I try and keep that everything straight and only kick off three to five steps. And then there's that on the cusp of your range where you just need to add a little bit more. And that's where you'll see naturally people go out on an arc and I'm all for it because it goes back to that arc opens up your hips get your foot further back, allow some more rotational velocity in your hips to come through. As long as you're making good impact, you're matching, like Nathan talks about, matching the angle of the ball with your foot, imparting that through, finishing with your foot towards the goals. You know, Choco talked about your hips coming through. As long as we've got that down, that arc, there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing it and shouldn't be allowing these guys who can, you know, our older kids or whatever, who know how to kick a footy, why not let them practice it so they're good at it and they can do it in games? I, I think Ben alluded to it, you know, if everything you see a lot of these coaches keeping everything straight, it's it's that naturalness to go out on an arc when you're on your on your cusp of your range. So just make sure as anyone, as a player listening, practice those kicks. Don't just go thinking in a game you're going to be able to do it. So, and I think as coaches, encourage them to go on an arc as long as you're kind of implementing those those kind of key things match the foot with your ball finish with your hips and um foot towards the middle of goals i've got a question on that arc josh yeah um, and i don't mind the arc either um mm. people will often say stay straight and kick in alignment and mm. i don't mind the arc but what i would say is what i'd ask is i'd make a nice and this is how i would teach it whether you think any different mm. if you're going to go on arc i would say go on a nice gentle arc the whole way on your run up Yes. Versus okay. yeah. run really, really straight and then in the last step yeah, open up and then yeah. go back right at the end. What, what do yeah. You yeah, that's a good one. I I probably said your last couple of steps into it would be that arc, but and I don't try and it doesn't have to be dramatic. It really doesn't have to be dramatic. It is like kind of natural arc. That's it, that's a great that's a great point. Yeah. I'll I'll look into that more. Just not straight and then real hard at the end to do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. If you've got, yeah, like I said, the last three or four steps, uh, it's, yeah. it's, you just gently then curl yeah, out yeah. of it. I'm yeah. all for it because you can keep everything balanced. Then you're not having got a fast movement of the hands to go in, up and out and over. Yes. You've got to try and find it. You've got to, your eyes yeah. have to see the ball. And if it's gently out in front and you're all doing the one thing, then your body can understand how to get in behind it. Yeah, love that. Hey there, hope you're enjoying this episode with Josh Groudon. This is just a bite-sized episode on our, from our Kicking Live event. If you want to hear more from Josh, make sure to scroll to episode 90 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast to hear our one-on-one interview with Josh. What are some different cues that you commonly use to help with athletes improving their kicking ability with wet weather? Footy? Yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, great point. Because um, sometimes it's just like, 
just slam it on the boot and, and just hope for the best. Um, you know, surge footy, get it forward. Um, I think a big thing you can't do is try to like hook it too much. Anything that's going to get that, you know, slicing the ball, um, that's probably the biggest thing. So making sure you're kicking through the line of the ball, which I like to teach in like, if I'm, we're kicking a straight anyway, kick yep. through the line of the ball, um, point your toe where you want the ball to go, um, and that's, yeah, pretty big in when it's wet because anything that's slicing the ball is, you know, it's going to come, it's going to slip off. Hey there, hope you're enjoying this episode with Josh Groudon. This is just a bite-sized episode on our, from our Kicking Live event. If you want to hear more from Josh, make sure to scroll to episode 90 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast to hear our one-on-one interview with Josh. So you got the you know, Masters in Strength and Conditioning. Uh, for the senior athletes that are listening to this and they're inspired to, let's say, senior athletes, 30-plus, or they've just had chronic injuries due to overload over the last couple of years and they're wanting to get back, but they also want to improve their performance with kicking, what would be a good way to, and we'll, we'll look at this holistically, like you mentioned, so mobility, strength in the gym, but then also implementing a kicking program. Is there a program you have in place that, is periodized with the strength stuff or is there recommend like pillars that you would recommend to be careful of? Like is max distance kicking equivalent to sprinting where you want to build up to it? Talk us through that. Yeah, well, well I will say I do have a really good kicking guide with a four-week program that people can – I've had people over the country buy and absolutely love it. So if that incorporates those kind of three factors and then gives them a program to follow, and I think that Mark Choco was saying like kicking's not easy, so you've got to kind of have to follow – some sort of good coaching in a plan if you want to be somewhat successful. So check that out if you want. I think it's it's really good for people who want to increase their distance. What's that so, called, man? Oh, I just it's on my website. Just increase your kicking distance guide. And if they want to chuck in a code PLP, they can get twenty percent off any of my digital products. Yeah. yeah. So sorry for thirty year olds who are coming back into playing. Maybe. Yeah, just well, for senior athletes, like not athletes. kids. Yeah, kids, kids, kids can get away with anything. They can just start kicking <laughs> 300, 300 balls a day right, and right, no right, worries. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, for the senior athletes that are just, yeah. you know, following training twice a week, they're playing on game day, but they do, you know, they want to start improving their kicking performance that maybe they're a forward or yeah. or they just want to improve their field kicking. Uh, they're yeah. motivated by the talk half an hour ago about getting over the zone. They want to learn the talk yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you do with that strength and conditioning background that you have as well like how would you go about getting your skill acquisition improved but in a way that you're reducing that risk yeah so with with my kicking i've got it so they not only increase trying to get stronger in their kicking but also in their load so the first week starts off at i think 70 kicks and then it progresses each week to building up your load and tolerance of your number of kicks in the strength um and conditioning Look, it's so hard to give a holistic view. You know, every we're talking individuals here. So, you know, different, you know, those senior players had different injuries over the years. So I think just getting a well-rounded program that covers all bases, super important. And then, yeah, it just depends on your ability. Like, can you, like, do power cleans or hang cleans or things like that? So definitely progression. And it can start with body weight. Most of my program is body weight or minimal equipment, banded stuff. There's so much you can do with just a resistance bands. And then if you're confident in adding dumbbells, barbells, then I'm, I'm all for that as well. Yeah, awesome. And those 70 kicks that they're doing a week and then it's progressing up each week, would yep. you recommend they add that 
those 70 kicks over two sessions, so 35 on the Tuesday, 35, or is it more on the main training session, like 50 and 20 or? Yeah, so I've, yeah, it's it's a few kicks, but a lot of them are like, you know, five meter kicks, then 10 meter kicks. So I've kind of, I've said it in the overview of it, do half before the session. And if you're running out of time, then you can do the back half of those kicks at the end. And that's great because it's talking about, you know, as I mentioned before, kicking under fatigue. So it's, yeah, you really, like Mark said, 15 to 20 minutes, dedicate that. And then maybe another 15 to 20 minutes on like really thinking about distance kicks, maybe even 10 because you're incorporating those short penetrating kicks anyway in your warm-up, like I said, with the one-step kick. So, yeah, like give 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 a bit of time before and after your sessions if you want to really take your kicking to another level. Fantastic. Well, I'm mindful of time, guys, so I know we're at 10.15. Thank you for your involvement tonight. We've got two questions that have been sent through. So first one was on the Facebook discussion from Rudy. In 2008, the great Adam Goods famously wrote, the words, when Aboriginals play Australian football with a clear mind and total focus, we are born to play it. At a professional level, it could be presumed that the mechanics to kicking should be automatic. And then he's gone on to say... How can for players better ready themselves mentally yeah, I see. Yeah. to achieve a clear mind and total focus in both goal kicking and around the ground? So, Nathan, you mentioned it a bit earlier before, and Josh, I know with your experience over in America, the pressure of, of punting is obviously immense. You guys alluded to it earlier in the podcast what are some good tools that footballers full forwards let's say that a goal kicking under pressure should should undertake yeah i think there'll be a different phase i think sometimes it's mechanical and then sometimes it's you know mental capacity to to be confident once you're confident you it sort of doesn't matter what your run up is once you know you had to strike the ball and you're confident it doesn't matter what angle you run on doesn't matter what where you just seem to know how to put the ball through the sticks and i feel like so there's a a real element to understanding how to strike the ball first, right? And mechanics can help that. And then there's a, once you're striking the ball well, then it's a confidence thing. And, you know, there's a, there is a good quote that I don't know how to quote it, but it's about that, you know, you, you'll, you'll, if you train at a higher, what is it, you bring yourself down to, you know, you, you, you compete at your, you play at your, you don't come up level. Level. When you play, yeah. you actually drop to the your training your training standard, yeah. Yeah. training standard. So it, you've got to do enough of it, absolutely. And I think it, actually one of the one of the things I did personally was uh, I know I might have been recognised as playing a lot of back, but I did spend a lot of time goal kicking and practicing goal kicking. And what I found was it was it was repeating. I would kick thirty kicks in a row from. 15, 20 metres out and just keep visualising and when kicking the ball through the goals, through the goals, strike it. Don't go out of my range and make sure that I'm striking the ball really well and just keep seeing it go through and through and through and through and through. And and then I knew that that same kick I could repeat at 40 metres and 45 metres and do nothing different. So, I, you know, the visual and the, and the, the visual component of of me practicing kicking lots of goals versus going to stand out at 50 and miss some and kick at a, a poor percentage rate. I kicked more goals in close and then repeated the process when I got further out and, and seemed to be really confident any time I went for, went for a shot. Yeah, I think the confidence is a massive one. You know, you just play so freely when you're confident. But I'd say with goal kicking in particular, like I think of a routine is really important. And when I say routine, I don't say... You know, you're counting your steps as you go in. 
one, two, three, four. I think of a routine almost like a tennis player before they serve. What do they do to set their mind to get focused? So it doesn't matter what time, type, what type of serve they're doing, if it's a, a smash serve or a slice, their routine's always the same. If you look at Rafa, it's you know ridiculous, and that's what I try and get guys who are having wanting to you know kick goals in their in their in their set shot have a routine that sets your focus and it doesn't matter if you're kicking a short range kick or a long range kick you just do something that kind of sets your focus you know look at um like uh, nba like when they do their free throws like they've always got that routine it's before the techniques even happened i think tennis is a better one because there's a variety of serves whereas like the free throw it's the same shot and i think yeah the tennis more relates to footy because we have those different types of like set shot kicks and then for yeah around the rounding ground type of kicks i think it, yeah it comes back to that confidence and um, you can be confident if you've put in good practice that week in your kicking and in, in your like game um, prepared preparedness <laughs> fantastic well great answers guys uh, thank you josh for for jumping on as well mate for those that want to get in touch with you where's the best place to find i know tiktok you're doing massive yeah, things so there I, um, as well yeah the kicking consultant on everything tiktok's definitely the biggest instagram youtube Twitter is more the NFL side of things, but yeah, TikTok and Instagram for the AFL for sure. And you've got availability for coaching one-on-one. Yes. Uh, yeah. Off air, you're talking about clinics potentially. Yeah, so in, in Adelaide, one-on-ones and clubs, but mainly online. Um, got I'm going to work closely with people who are in that one to two window of getting drafted, really trying to help them out. But anyone who wants online like film analysis, um, doesn't matter what level you play at. I really just want to provide elite level coaching to anyone, wherever you are. It doesn't matter. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for sticking with us as well. For those listening in live, if you tuned in later on, this will uh, be posted straight to our YouTube page so you can uh, watch the recording from the very start. Definitely recommend it. There was gold nuggets all the way through. It was a great discussion and, and super engaging as well with uh, the whole clearly showing passion in this topic. So definitely recommend listening from the start. And uh, for those podcasts out there that prefer to go for a walk and, and listen, uh, maybe walking the dog or driving to work, then the podcast will be released very shortly on Fridays. We'll listen uh, each segment at a time on a weekly basis. So thanks again for the for the guest, Ben. Dean Jones has just written great show. Yeah, it was fantastic, guys. So it was awesome to have this this topic on. And for any questions as well, like all the panel mentioned, they've got areas that you can connect with them and, and ask questions if they pop up, if you're listening in the recording of this as well. So make sure to get in, in touch and we'll add in all their links in the show notes. In terms of the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show, our next guest is with Sean Baker, the founder of Peak High Performance Gym. That will be on our YouTube channel, 8.30pm on the 8th of April. So that's on our Friday where we're moving our show from Thursday to Fridays now. So thanks for tuning in, guys. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. 
and then game changers, like yeah, game changers whatever that might be and look it probably keeps me in a job but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and you know and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete yeah yeah another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the prepare like a pro live chat show here's an example with academy member rama davies the strength conditioning coach at the box hill Hawks. welcome rama to the chat uh rama has also worked at at box hill or currently he's working at box hill hawks with us awesome. so he's another box hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department so I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful. Plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my my question to you was: you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just to be to say what I'm grateful for. Sort of three things, and um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to yeah like reset and and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about you know that there is more to life than football, or you know it might be whatever. As an SNC coach, you know if something's you having a hard time. Um, it can be massive with just yeah opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm -hmm. I think I was a bit single minded back then and um, you know I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear fear of you know asking a silly question or fear of judgment it would have got me a lot further and i probably would have learned a lot quicker um and yeah. and yeah like just yeah being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find it's just yeah there's so many people like great people out there knowledgeable people to learn off and there's plenty more where that came from if you would like to learn more then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.